The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that the cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. stupid fucking show that is cinema psyops i'm your host court i'm the motherfucker that runs barter town the idiot sitting across from me at the desk is matt yeah coronavirus can't bring us down oh jesus fucking christ it's going to bring the entire planet down oh yeah i mean hey listen we're just gonna try to pray it away every government is under reporting it on purpose to try and make it seem like it's not as bad there as it actually is to keep their populace from panicking yep every single one well listen when you start taking official numbers from china and you want to assume that their officials are telling you the truth you should you you're gonna you're in for a bad time yeah well china's clearly lying italy is having a hard time covering it up yes italy doesn't know how to cover something like this up they haven't been through something like this in a long time and they're not covering it up well um iran is covering it up but not well um but it's still getting out and everything like that. And it's in the United States. And yeah. we all know how the approach that the current administration is. Let's get rid of the pandemic task force that was meant to take care of such a thing. We're going to pray it away. Yeah, that's the entirety of what's going to happen. But unfortunately, that isn't going to do shit. Hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. Wait, there's a pandemic that's going to kill most of the populace? So we're going to be pushing the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. That's the only way to fucking solve it. We're all going to fucking die because of your fucking bullshit faith of your fucking immaterial asshole in the sky who says do it and I'll fucking spank you. Fuck you all. I I, I don't know how comfortable I am with my voice being that, uh, you know, stating those things. I just, hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. So that probably helps me the with the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. See, the first one helps me with our audience. That second one, that might, that might. What, this one? <laughs> so we're going to be pushing the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. That one, I mean, they're about not to. <laughs> 
nobody's going to help you. No. Put all your money into fucking canned food and shotguns. It's, yeah. it's fucking brain's advice from Gremlins 2 time, folks. But well, to help you stop worrying about that, we're covering a really shitty movie from the mid-90s. Early 90s. Very early this, 90s. Early. This was released in 1990. But in its first year of being in the 90s, it's like they stocked the first four years of the 90s in one movie, and that came out in 1990. This is what I would refer to as the prototype for the quote-unquote erotic thriller. Yes. This is everything I ever saw on Cinemax. Is, in fact, I probably saw this on Cinemax at least once. I know for a fact the first time I watched this, Matt, was on Fuzzy Max. Yeah. It was late night Cinemax, and it was fuzzy porn mm-hmm. watching, and I couldn't tell the difference between the fuzzy scenes and the regular scenes because everything <laughs> was fuzzy. Yeah. But I did end up seeing it slightly later after that, um, like that same year when it was like Cinemax preview week. Uh-huh, yep. That was like a thing that was like this, huge. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. It was. It's all, not anymore. Well, I guess they still do it sometimes for cable. Yeah. Cinemax went one of two ways with their movies that they showed. There's either the naughty comedy, which was uh, like sex and what ski school. What was that kind of shit? What yeah. was supposed to be jokes, but none really there. And then they did these very sexualized thrillers. Which erotic, are, thrillers, erotic, unquote, thrillers, erotic thrillers. Erotic thrillers, which are heavily presented with a saxophone. Everything is a saxophone after it. Funny you should mention that. Uh, I found saxophone <laughs> sex music this week. Yes! So once again, once again, music befitting of we'll be back for this show. Woo! Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy, though. I, I, I have a lot to get into with uh, this. Mainly about, like, the, the sets, man. I, I will say this, man. They did fairly well for themselves with the sets. But not bad. It's beautifully filmed, but there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of other stuff to dig into too as well, but we'll talk about it. Um, This is a very special movie for me. Oh. I saw this pretty much the year it was released on Fuzzy Max. Yeah. I was like maybe 11 at most. Did it somewhat help you become a man? I mean, no. This wasn't no. this wasn't that movie that, yeah. that um, you know, taught me how to, like, yeah. how, how, to, how to do what you need to do when you're a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely, <laughs> it definitely may have or women, women do it too. I yeah, mean, right. well, obviously, but for but me, for I'm talking me personally. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, but for watching this film um, at such a young age, I think it may have shaped some of my sexual proclivities. Possibly. I mean, um, we'll get into that as we're going. But yeah. like, I don't think I should have probably watched this at late night when at I was eleven, ten yeah. or eleven. Probably not. But I get you because that's kind of when I started at ten or eleven. That's kind of when like I started watching late night HBO shows and going, like, hey. Dream On and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Dream On as a kid and just like being really excited to be able to see boobs, like in much younger age. Like I just seven, knew eight, something nine. was happening. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm very interested in this. Yeah, like you don't know why, but you're kind of into it. This yeah. is the first time that I realized that I was watching a sex film. Kind oh of. yeah, oh I got like, you. Yeah. Like I knew what I knew that sex was a thing, and I knew that that was something that people got obsessed with. And like I loved looking at naked ladies, even at like a very very young age. So did I. I'm gonna blame the toxic masculinity of the environment I was raised in for that. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm just fucked up. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you, you're going to have desires at any age, depending. But um, I was into girls at a very early age, and so seeing naked ladies in films and stuff like that when it would pop up was always something that was like super interesting to me and all of that. But this time around watching this film, it awakened something in me to want to learn more about sex. Nice. And there's a couple of scenes in particular. Now, I saw the very edited version of this. Now, this had actually gotten 
an X rating when they tried to release it initially. Yeah, and then they and this before NC seventeen was well, the thing. No, and then they were going to do NC seventeen. Oh, okay. They were going to release it as that, but it ended up getting that NC seventeen when it got released later to DVD. They had to trim some things back. Now I always assumed that X rating meant hardcore penetration, like yeah, that was it. No, but, but that's triple X. Well, <laughs> the X is adults only. Yeah, yeah. The the triple X was just a gimmick that Friedman came up. with. I know. Yeah, yeah. But um, adults only means that you pretty much anything above and beyond what a child should be able to see. Meaning, like no one under seventeen should ever see this. Yeah. No one under eighteen should ever see this or whatever. Nowadays, man, I don't know anybody can watch this. This seems so bad. Right. It's it seems very innocent, and you see much worse than this being broadcast on like Netflix movies and stuff. Yeah. And we'll get into it and we'll talk about it. There's a very specific scene that they made trimmed down and cut out to get it from an X to an R. Okay. And it just goes to show pure, blatant sexism and censorship. Oh, awesome. So I can't wait to find out about that. Yeah, so let's quit fucking around. Yeah. We're going to play the Legion promo ad here. We'll have a little bit of music that has got some sexy fucking saxophone. You gotta have that sexy sax. Very fitting of in the cold of the night. And when we come back, we will have the trailer. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. This is not royalty-free music because it said so on the YouTube channel that I grabbed it from. Yeah, and the internet wouldn't lie. It clearly says free to use royalty-free, so I have no fear at all that that's going to be a problem. Yeah. But what is going to be a problem, Matt? What's that? This trailer. Oh, God. Every night when everybody else goes to sleep, Scott Bruin is doing something unusual. In his nightmare back to the same house and kills the same woman what if there's this killer who's thinking about planning to kill that girl what if 
I'm somehow intercepting his thoughts. Do you have bad dreams, Scott? No, not usually. No, neither do I. I was wide awake. I was in that house. It's no longer a nightmare. I was a knife, jagged edge. I, I felt like it was me doing the stabbing. So the dream frightens you. You don't associate the murder with pleasure. Scott! You tried to strangle me! Chances are you may not even have it again. You know, this girl you're trying to find, I maybe even had a dream about her. That one day, the girl of his nightmares becomes the girl of his dreams. See your new flame? Well, I'm afraid it's gone way beyond that. Lost in a sea of passion. I'm gonna sleep out here tonight. Uh, I don't want to scare you anymore. Scott battles a million riddles. I dream every night that I'm killing you. It's come true. I mean, I'm here in the same house. I'm scared I'm gonna hurt you. Now that you understand the meaning of real power, let me suggest your options. I want you to stay close, make it look clean, sacrifice the girl. A man alone in the eye of an emotional hurricane. Is he going crazy or is he the victim of a ruthless conspiracy in the cold? Of the night, a Nico Mastarakis film from Omega Entertainment. All right, so we had yeah. uh, that sounded like Don LaFontaine, but I don't know if that was Don LaFontaine. It sure sounded a lot like him. I don't know. Either way, good voice. It was enough to be the trailer guy voice that we love to tout because he's either emulating him or aping him, depending upon how you look at the way that voice performer did. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get started in the cold of the night, not to be confused within the heat of the night. So anyway, we start out with a photographer working, takes pictures of girls in bikinis. Thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. Uh, so fucking late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. Fucking bikinis, too. And because it's late 80s, early 90s, Shannon Tweed's there. And uh, because it's a Skinamax movie, Shannon Tweed wants to fuck. Anyway, uh, so they are boning on, get this, a glow-in-the-dark waterbed. It's not glow-in-the-dark. It's lit from within. Yeah. I'm which just, is just as fucking lame. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time seeing this going, holy shit, that's the fucking bed from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah, right? That's yeah, the first the thing lights. I thought of. I was like, oh, man, Joe he's going to come out of there and get this guy. Yeah, they're all dead, man. And then I thought, wait a minute, isn't that the lady that comes up underneath the bed from Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and isn't she going to be dragging this guy down through the bed, too? No, man, no, this is Shannon Tweed. Right. This is a different world. And then I just kept staring at Shannon Tweed's boobs. Yeah, because... Even even in my 40s, I still sit there and just stare at Shannon Tweed's boobs. Uh, I'm sure Gene Simmons does the same, (laughs) but he's not staring at other women's boobs. Uh, Or doing inappropriate things to other women. Yes, that too. Well, anyway, while they're boating, he decides he's going to try some horribly fucking just terrible jokes. And as he's getting through his second joke, well, he came. So, you know, I guess the stand-up set's over. Set she done. faked it just to get him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm just saying, man, that's that was a bad set. Um, Do you remember any of those jokes? Uh, they only got through one completely. And the one he got through completely was the one about uh, how many feminists does it take to change a light bulb? How many? Uh, now I can't remember that one. I can't remember, You're like, how many. I can't remember how many, but I know what three was it three one to do it and the other two to talk about the how the light bulb is in like violating the socket. violating the socket. Yeah, there you go. The socket is being violated by the light bulb. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I I knew that. Yeah, yeah, then he starts telling the second one, and then right as he's getting to the punchline, he blows his load. I guess that's it for the set. So, oh, he finished. I thought. Yeah, no, he finished. So he must think he's so goddamn funny that he came early. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, probably was like. Let's face it. If you're fucking Shannon Tweed, you're over with very quickly. Very quickly very, on a, on a light very up, quickly on a light up waterbed, man. That shit's gonna happen, all right. And she looks gorgeous in this film. By the way, I'm gonna bring up the light up waterbed a fucking lot. Number one, uh, this sex scene is the most early '90s sex scene possible. Yeah, the joke thing in the middle of it. I'm like, this is really you're just ruining the mood. Like, I know. Like, I don't understand this at all. But it's establishing that they're like fuck buddies. Yeah, they're not. They're not really like in a romantic. They just are having fun together. They're, yeah, they're just boning. And you can totally tell that they are just intimate for the sake of being able to nut. And that's yeah. it. Well, then as they sleep, he is a what I call early 90s nightmare, which everything's kind of fucking. I mean, it's very much 90, early Solar 90s. Solarizing. Yeah, they use that a lot in uh, other movies where they would try and get the footage to look different or awkward, or it would be like a monster vision kind of thing. You've seen even stuff like that in, um, I think, The Incredible Melting Man. They use some solarizing for yeah. some of his views of things. Well, uh, they used it in the, um, oh God, what the, f- Silent Rage or whatever it was with the evil man that uh, Chuck Norris kung fu's down a well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, in this dream, he starts choking a woman in the shower. And at the same time. As t- you do. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, he starts choking Santa Tweed in real life. As you do. But uh, as he wakes up and he snaps too, she looks. And you know what? She came. So I guess it's okay. She literally says that. Yeah. Yeah. She came for being choked. So she guess it's okay. Yeah. So I guess it's all right. All Every, right. Everyone's fine. We, now we need to discuss yeah. this sequence. Okay. Um <laughs> go ahead. Uh yeah, so strangulation. Um it's a thing. It is a thing. I know it's a thing. Yeah. I don't argue that. Yeah. I don't I'm I'm I can't shame anyone. I'm personally just me, I'm not into it. What's really bizarre about that is this happens in this movie and they kind of play it off like it's this weird sex thing that she's into now that she didn't realize and now she's kind of gonna have to deal with it. But at the same time, she likes how easy it was just to get choked that she was able to actually orgasm from it. Yeah. And it's become kind of a cultural zeitgeist thing. There's like a bunch of the choke me daddy memes and all that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, where it's like, what? 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 Yeah. Yeah. What? What? (laughs) But like seeing this at the age of like 10 or 11, I got a really (laughs) mixed signal on what women like and don't like. <laughs> the, rules, the rules of sex are very unclear at this time for me. Yeah, so um, I would like to officially apologize to some of my earliest girlfriends for the information that I had from this movie. I learned that they don't want to be choked. I gotcha. <laughs> I'm playing it up to be a little yeah, facetious, yeah, yeah. but like for a while there, I'm like, do ladies want to be choked? Is that Dude, like a thing they that, want? Yeah, I mean, and then I found out like sometimes it's a thing, and then sometimes not a thing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it really depends upon the ladies. It depends upon your partner. Yeah, some partners. It's a thing. Other no, partners. That's not a thing. There, yeah, that's just exa- keep in mind, folks. Exactly right. And uh, always ask before you choke. So anyway, uh, the next day he's hanging out with this bro while he lifts out in public, and that's, that's just not any bro that's brian thompson yes that's the bad guy from cobra yes that's the fucking cult leader yeah that is like one of the main aliens in alien nation like he was one of the main bad guys that they had to deal with too yeah i mean like he's all over the place i think he even body doubled schwarzenegger for stunts and shit i think so yeah i mean i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i mean brian thompson is somebody that you need to recognize and talk about he's been in a lot of shit right and he's that guy for everybody else yes his character is so much a bro to this other dude. Yeah, that's why I'm just leaving yeah. him a bro. He's in this film because at the same time, uh, Masterox, I think is how you pronounce his last name. I probably got that completely wrong. But the director of this film was also directing.
directing a film called Hired to Kill or something like that. Mm-hmm. That that is Brian's, I believe, only starring role where he's the lead guy. Uh-huh. and he is a fashion photographer in that. Uh-huh. Where his buddy's the fashion photographer. photographer in this. But the fashion photographer <laughs> thing in Hired to Kill, he's actually masquerading as a fashion photographer when really he's a sexist as fuck merc. Oh well, motherfuck. Yeah, we probably won't get to Hired to Kill on this show at any point in time unless somebody donates it to the show. I gotcha. Because my tolerance of Masquerox is not what it used to be. <laughs> well, anyway, they are hanging out while he lifts and talking, and that's our first clip. I've already done 200. Jeez, relax. Shut up and eat your pizza. God, you look like shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sleep last night. She snored, huh? Bad dream. Yeah, it's always a nightmare when they want to talk afterwards. I saw myself kill a woman. Yeah, it was probably your future ex-wife. Hey, give me a break. Okay, okay. It went like a dream, you know? Man, it was too real. I was walking down this hallway in somebody's house. This girl's taking a shower. I open the shower door and I start strangling her. So you had a nightmare. What's the big deal? The big deal is that when I woke up, I was actually choking the girl next to me. Jesus. What happened? Yeah, she was all right. Took a cold shower and never went back to sleep. You just got laid, didn't you? What's that got to do with it? Everything. You were beat. Your mind was playing games with you. That's all it was. Yeah, you're probably right. Scotty, you ever have a secret desire to make it with your mother? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some sexist shit right there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's early '90s, man. No, it's um, shit was horrible back then. It's Master Rock. He fucking loves courting controversy or trying to make his films that much more exploited. This is the guy who did Island of Death, where a guy fucks a goat and slits its throat. Wow, pretty much at the same time. Like that's the big thing that this movie did. Okay, because Master Rock was trying to be like the next, like Last House on the Left, big thing that everybody would get upset about, so that yeah. they would talk about it and you could sell it. And I mean, he's carrying that on through his entire career of doing just kind of out there stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's really a frustrating filmmaker because like he's got a really good eye and his compositions of his shots are like really cool, but his directing of actors really sucks. Yeah. Because every performance in this film is flat. Mm. You can't get it. And I'm going to say that's probably a language barrier, but like yeah. other directors have had a language barrier, but can still get actors going. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it might have a lot to do with maybe him hiring people for how they look and not how they can act? Yeah. I don't know. Well, later on that night, uh, while he's sleeping on his light-up bucket waterbed, he has another nightmare. This time he's stabbing the very same lady with one of those fucking Rambo knives. Again, setting up a very bizarre expectation on what sex is supposed to be. That's not sex. It was to me then. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, man. All right. We're gonna gonna help you. I'm fine now. Kinda. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, So the next day he gets up and he goes to the library and instead of, you know, this back before internet, checked out old papers about uh, stranglers that may still be at large, trying to figure out what could be happening to him, what he's seeing. A.K.A. what court used to do on Saturday afternoons at the library yeah. as a kid. <laughs> well, it, he cut, we cut to him talking with a psychiatrist in our next clip. Well, there are all kinds of explanations for recurring dreams. I'm not going to come up with something off the top of my head. How rational are they? Well, you have to understand that we're dealing with a subject 
for which there are not many rational answers. I was thinking, I had a uh, motorcycle accident a while back. Bad one. Yeah, no helmet. And I spent a little time in intensive care. Could this be some kind of a post-trauma thing? It's a possibility. You ever have uh, nightmares? Just the usual kind, you know, falling childhood monsters, things like that. Plus all the dreams you've forgotten. Not these dreams, Doctor. You don't forget these dreams. Okay. The centerpiece for your dreams is a woman. Same woman. The method of murder is different, right? Right. Do you recognize the woman? Not consciously. Do you see yourself in the dream? I don't think so. Then why do you think you're doing the killing? I don't see it. I feel it. It's hard to explain. Um, I feel myself walking down that hallway. I, 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 I feel myself in the body, moving into the bathroom. No, I'm, I'm the one who's doing those murders. I woke up and I was actually choking the woman next to me. Well, that could be a simple reflex action. See, dreams that generate this kind of powerful emotion occasionally will manifest themselves with equally strong kinetic activity. Tell me about the other dream. I was a knife, jagged edge. I saw my hand. Or somebody's hand. But it felt like, I felt like it was me doing the stabbing. Did it give you pleasure? No. It scared me. I, I, the woman's scream woke me up. So the dream frightened you? You don't associate the murder with pleasure. I wouldn't worry about it. There's no way that I'm going to interpret that you're harboring some uh, bizarre homicidal tendencies in your subconscious. It could be something very complicated or something as simple as stress. In any case, I'm glad you decided to talk to somebody. What about a CAT scan? Well, CAT scans are for people with serious brain problems. What you need is a good night's sleep. Don't deliberately try to stay awake. Don't shy away from the dream. Chances are you may not even have it again. But if you do, don't fight the damn thing. Try to make peace with it. Thanks, Doc. All right, so that night he sleeps and he asks his buddy to stay the night. He does, and this night he has no nightmare. The next day he's very happy and he's taking some pics and some very lovely ladies. Um, Wouldn't you be happy? Yeah, and he starts having a waking nightmare. Uh, he freaks out, tells the girls to get the fuck out, and he doesn't know what to do. He actually starts crying, and this yeah. is probably the most effective acting that we get out of this actor. Yeah. Um, he's probably the best in the film as far as acting talent goes probably there's a few other folks that are doing cameos and they're clearly not even fucking trying they're just phoning it in for a paycheck and we'll talk about them when they pop up all right but jesus christ movie <laughs> well he visits the doc again and he the doctor actually they give him a cat scan it scan looks good he says he could prescribe some relaxers some pills to help him sleep uh, just don't overdo it haha <laughs> you don't know your character very well <laughs> well we are having more sleep issues and there's a uh, nightmare that he now drowns the lady in a pool. Yeah, and the whole time I'm like, can we just get a better look at her before uh, you murder her? Like, right. I mean, well, we got a couple of glimpses here and there that were kind of nice, but... At this point, he kind of walks around uh, the streets. He finds some homeless dudes and decides he's going to hang out with them because he, he asks one of them if he looked crazy. 
He said, yeah, so he decided he was going to hang out with these guys. There's a through line, too, of this guy being obsessed with pizza. Yeah. And, like, when he's hanging out with the homeless guys, they start having a whole conversation about pizza. pizza. Well, they he the next day he bought, like, a shit ton of pizzas. For all of them. Yeah, yeah for all of them. And, yeah, they're talking about, like, he likes pepper, the pineapple in his pizza. Yeah. So he's an obvious communist. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's an obvious communist, but clearly he has something wrong with him. Yeah, to have pineapple in your fucking pizza is I fucked mean, up. so far, the only thing that I can really point to besides the pineapple that there's something wrong with him is that he doesn't get pleasure dreaming about stabbing people. I will say this. You stabbing people for your sexual pleasure uh-huh. bothers me less than this guy getting pineapple on his pizza. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as they are on out, he looks and he sees a guy on a bike and on his shirt is a picture of the lady who he keeps seeing in his dreams. And painted. They make sure they point that out yes. several times. Several times. He chases the dude and we have a little short little chase and we find out the dude stole the shirt and he exchanges it uh, for his own shirt and then he walks into the shop where you see the shop owner painting a shirt he talks with him and that is our next clip damn i wanted another one i really like the artwork thank you oh you did this it's a beautiful girl is um she a mom why i'm a fashion photographer this girl has a very unique quality, and I thought, you know, maybe she's in the business. I wouldn't really know. But you painted her. Yeah, look, my man, I paint a lot of different things, mostly from memory. I don't use models. You know, this girl you're trying to find, I... Jeez, I might have seen her months or even years ago. Might have seen a picture in a magazine. Maybe even had a dream about her. You saw her in a dream? Now, look, I don't know where I saw her. Let's just say I invented her, and we'll leave it at that, okay? Can I ask you another question? Sure, why not? That's all you've done since you walked up. Have you had any kind of odd dreams lately, you know, different than usual? My dreams are all exactly the same. Dull, colorless. Are you finished now, Dr. Freud? So, uh, y- you wouldn't know this girl's name? Or her address, or her astrological sign, or anything else. I suggest you find somebody else to obsess on. Well, uh, my studio's pretty nearby here. If you do happen to remember anything about her, would you at least give me a call? As he leaves, there's a shirt there with his face painted on it. Dun, dun, dun. Ta-da. The next night, he has dinner with Shannon uh, Tweed. Um, So, you know, he's apologizing for the night before, gives her a nice necklace. Then we have off-screen boning, which kind of sucks. So, So, like, he's apologizing for choking her in his sleep. Yeah. Which gave her an orgasm. Yeah. So he's apologizing for making her come. That's not what he wanted. (laughs) He wanted her to not enjoy it so that he could. I don't know. This guy doesn't seem like he's all on the up and up right now, does he? I mean, I understand if that's the case. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. All right. Uh, <laughs> anywho, um, so the next morning, her alarm goes off and she leaves, but he stays asleep. Uh, she does get up in her underwear and uh, in her underwear. So thanks, movie. I mean, yeah. So. Shannon Tweed walking around on thong is like a dime a dozen in most of these movies. Yeah. Almost... Like if you don't get that, even in the USA version, you feel a little disappointed. Exactly. Um, he dreams again about strangling this lady. Um, he, then his door starts knocking. And when he opens it up, it's Dream Lady, and that leads to our next clip. Are you Scott Bruin? Well, are you Scott Bruin? Yes. My name is Kimberly Sean, and I want you to tell the man who hired you that he's wasting his money. 
Because we're through and he's never going to see me again. It's over. It's been over for a year and hiring two big private dicks won't do him any good. You tell him that for me, all right? Wait, wait, wait. Keep your hands off me. I'm sorry. But it isn't like you think. Just give him my message. Who? Is he also paying you to act stupid? No. No, no nobody's paying me for anything. I'm not, I'm not a private investigator. Right. I'm telling you the truth, I'm a photographer. Really, look. If, if you just come in, I could prove it to you. Is it safe to come in? Oh, I, I was just trying to take a shower when you showed up. Leave the door open. Let's say you are a photographer. Why are you trying to find me? I'm not. I mean, I wasn't. I... Okay, I bought a t-shirt that had your face on it, and uh, I thought you had an interesting look. I'm a fashion photographer. And uh, I asked the guy who painted it who you were, and he told me that you didn't exist. Rudy knows my ex-husband. He's just being protective. So I'm not the bad guy anymore? Is it safe to leave my bike outside? No, not in this neighborhood. Be right back. Third one. You drink too much coffee. I didn't sleep too well. Not that it's any of my business, but you're a nervous wreck. Thank you. Can I buy you dinner? I've got plans. Lunch? Meeting a friend. How about an ice cream? What time is it? It's a few minutes before 11. Out of the question. So what's with the accent? What accent? <laughs> <laughs> Brazilian father. I grew up in Rio, and by the time mother claimed me, I was 17. Then I married a Frenchman. That didn't do much for my accent either. So how long were you married? Three weeks. That's not very long. Three weeks with a Frenchman. As close as you can get to an eternity. From honeymoon to divorce, huh? From Monte Carlo to Paris, and from gambling to solicitors. So did you love him? sexually attached to him for a while. Sexual attachments don't last long. If he's still chasing you, he's still in love. We always fall in love with what we don't have or can't have. So, what are we doing for lunch? I thought you were meeting a friend. It's a big restaurant. I think you're going to like the smoked chicken salad and the champagne grapes are simply delicious. Great. What do you think of Kimberly, Scott? What do I think of Kimberly? Interesting question. Well, I mean, she's a very beautiful girl, isn't she? Mother. She took her father's strong Brazilian blood, his temper, and his mischief. Twenty years later, and she's still bitter with father. Well, some feelings just don't wash away. Are you enjoying the champagne grapes? Simply delicious. How did you two meet? I ran into him this morning. He was half naked. Really? How embarrassing. Well, he was. I got him out of the shower. I thought he was working for Mr. Wonderful. Oh, I think he's too nice a young man to be working for your ex-husband. Jean-Jacques is another person who doesn't wear off with time in mother's mind. Nightmare. Do you have bad dreams, Scott? No, not usually. Of course, I don't sleep very much anyway. So, 
You got Scott out of the shower and... Let me make it simple for you, Mrs. Sean. Last night, Kimberly and I slept together. No. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's all right, Mother. It's only birds. Mother has this thing about birds. Why don't we get the feeling that your mother was upset? Probably because you underestimate her sense of humor, which happens to be very dry. She got the joke. Do you like oldies? Sometimes. Why'd you go out with me? Because I was alone and feeling miserable. The thought of having lunch with Mother just bored me to tears. Plus, I had nothing better to do. Ouch. You're not gonna pout, are you? How about dinner? You asked before. Yeah, I know I already asked. How about dinner? Still no. Somebody else? Is it serious? You ask too many questions. Yeah, well, you don't volunteer much information. Drop me off over there. What? There, the black BMW. What about your bike? Take care of it. I'll pick it up later. When? Soon. Okay, there's quite a few actors that popped up in this gigantic, long fucking clip, and then some other ones that we also didn't talk about ahead of time, so we need yeah. to kind of talk about it. All right. The guy who ran the um, art, shop. art shop, that guy is John Beck. Why have I noticed that? I recognize him. He was him. Moon Pie in Rollerball. He's been in a couple of other movies as well, but okay. Rollerball's one that we've covered here, yeah. who was like James Conn's character's yeah. best friend or whatever. That's right. Now, the doctor that he's been getting interviewed by, did you recognize him? I, I no, I don't know him. Motherfucking but... Hutch, dude. Is that Hutch? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, so we got David Soul as yeah. the doctor. And I know David Soul can actually act when he needs to. Because... Yeah, he did pretty well in these scenes as the doctor. Yeah, but in Salem's Lot, he's significantly better. Well, of course. Yeah. Now, I still feel like for David Soul, he's phoning it in. John Beck, I'm not really 100% convinced on his acting ability. And the same thing with Brian Thompson. Mm -hmm. And I double checked. Brian Thompson's never done any stunts. Yeah. But I think he's been like a double. Uh, or something like that. It because, could be because like, I mean, he kind of looks like yeah, Arnie. Yeah, he's just a huge fucking dude. So I thought maybe yeah. he did like a double or, or something like that. But anyway, he was in the Terminator and stuff like that. He was one of the punks. Oh, I that's think he right. was yes, the one that, in the very beginning when they get the yeah. clothes. Yeah. yeah. He, in fact, he's the one Arnie takes the clothes off of. Right, that's how he gets the yeah. clothes for the original Terminator because he's around the same That's villain. right, yeah. Now, the last one that was in the clip that we heard, we got to talk about it. And this is where I almost said we're doing something else when this scene popped up. Really? Tippy Hedren. Yeah, the mom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She is from two very serious Hitchcock films. Really? Marnie and The Birds. She was in The Birds? So that little joke about mom has a thing about birds. Oh my god, is that what that fucking thing was about? Yes. I rolled my eyes so goddamn hard they fell out of my head like it was in Beetlejuice and I had to flip them back out of my tongue. Thank god I didn't know that or else uh -huh. fuck, that would have ta taken me a solid 30 minutes to stop the movie and then get back in do it. That joke was so fucking bad. It made every horrible joke I've ever said feel funny to me. To, to be honest, I thought like there was something that was going to be revisited 
And then when the movie's over, I'm like, oh, they never really did do the birds thing. I thought, ah, it was probably something they thought about doing something with. And that, of course, because this is kind of a, just a lower end movie, they just forgot about it and said, fuck it, we don't care. Now knowing that, oh, that is fucking, I wish it was the other way. We got one more. The wino that he hangs out with, it's like all chatty chatty with him. I've recognized him too. His name is Jack Keller. For me, he's always been that guy. I had to look him up on IMDb to be able to say his name. But uh, the one that I know him the most for and that I love him the most for uh-huh. is probably the dude's landlord in The Big Lebowski. Yes, that's why I recognize yeah, yeah. yeah, you'll and recognize then he him. he did the show. Yeah, and he was, he was also in a lot of um, Men in Black. He was one of the aliens that they talked to a lot. Yeah. You know, like he showed up a couple of times in Men in Black. He's always kind of a drunk sometimes in a lot of movies. Sometimes, yeah. Or he'll play like a some kind of a guy that's like... Yeah, uh, just messed up. Yeah, or just some kind of like gangster guy or something like a low level or a high level. Yeah. Like, he always has the same kind of style of delivery for dialogue that really makes me like that actor. Yeah. So there's a lot of folks that are like the this guy and that guy and all mm-hmm. of that. And we haven't gotten to the other one that we really needed to talk about, but I wanted to just interject because we just got thrown a whole bunch of cameo basically yeah. roles yeah. all at once before we even got more tits. The only tits we've seen so far are Shannon Tweeds. That's true. Which is nothing to shake a stick at, no. but it's not also that hard to find them. For an erotic thriller, we're now almost uh, an hour in and shit. There has been very little erotic. Yeah. Unless you count the dreams of stabbing and slashing. I, I don't. It's, okay, it's, so for you, there's the, been even less. Yeah. Uh, Scott and his bro drink some beers. Uh, I, I love these scenes in LA where now it's windy, so everyone has to bundle up. And uh, <laughs> you and I would be out there in t-shirted shorts where everyone else is bundled up. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Um, but they're drinking beer, talking about the situation. Um, he looks at her motorcycle in his studio because she drove it inside. And he says, nothing makes sense anymore. And he doesn't care. So he starts taking pictures of the bike and she shows up in our next clip. I knew you'd show up today. After being so mysterious and complex, it finally started making sense to me. You're almost predictable. I figured you out just by looking closely at this bike. Chrome. Black. Power. But not too much. Enough to drive you off a cliff. Dangerous. It's sleek and beautiful at the same time. I almost lost my head on a bike like this once. Spent five weeks in the hospital. stupid accident I think of it as my own Vietnam idiotic senseless but to me it was heroic I always talk to people about that accident as if it was the only foolish and brave thing I've ever done first thing I said to myself when I got out of intensive care was God love to go for a ride false sense of freedom no seatbelts no helmets just you the machine the wind you go faster and faster and it gets riskier and riskier and it gives you a rush like nothing else you've seen in this world but you wouldn't stop doing it no matter how dangerous it got if therapy is over i'll cook dinner for you now don't play games with me I'm not playing games. I'm not a good loser. There's nothing to win or lose here. How about my sanity? You're willing to take risks? What do you think? 
then trust me. Ugh. That dialogue, man. Oh, they really ham-fistedly jam it in there without any lube and just all the way up to the fucking shoulder. Don't play games with me. Just the, he was in a bike accident and it's like kismet that she fucking showed up because it's been like the anniversary of said bike accident and like her bringing on a bike is somehow some kind of like spiritual awakening, blah, 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 walk around the bike, snapping photos, looking sexy in my button up fucking shirt. Yeah, but you know, in that, none of that is so bad. That talk, my t- the bad thing is all of a sudden she's like, you want me to make you dinner? And he goes, don't play games with me. He's like, whoa, man, you went from zero to a hundred in anger there pretty fast. What's up? Secretly, he's been doing a lot of intermittent fasting. Yes. That's why he's eating pizza because he waits like 35 years it's, between feedings. Yeah, so he's all like, oh. And it's time now. So he's <laughs> like, don't play games with me. Make me pizza with pineapple. Yeah, right. Exactly. And by the way, nobody ever make me pizza with pineapple. Don't. Yeah, don't do that. I'll get really pissy. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll. It's fine for you. I'm not going to pizza yeah. shame you. I won't pizza shame people. I'm talking about just me personally. Um, She drives him to the house that is he drives through it because he of course drives into buildings uh is all the rooms are from his dreams yeah we get a little bit of a flashback as she's driving him through and then she very subtly drives him directly into the bedroom yeah uh they make dinner and then in the most disgusting scene to me they finger feed each other caviar and say Doesn't how she, it's such a she, sexual food she, caviar is not a sexual food it's fish eggs motherfuckers it's fish fucking eggs she first asked him to taste the sauce and then he sucks on her finger for a while and then she asks if it's the sauce that tastes good or if it's her yeah and so he takes her unsauced finger and starts sucking on it yeah and then continues to suck on that finger that they both take caviar on their fingers uh-huh. it's sucking each other's fingers it's like the caviar off yeah they're it's sort of like food play but it's also like this weird excuse just to suck on okay fingers. can we stop for a minute hold on i'm seriously that's starting to get me ill <laughs> i just I, uh, it's so fucking disgusting i get the idea of like finger sucking being this erotic sexual thing that that's fine although yeah. nowadays i would suggest like bathing in purell before you do that but okay right yeah the world's getting to be a very bleak and dark place matt yep um anyway that was whole on disgusting had to pause the movie i'm not even kidding for about 15 minutes to get myself together because <laughs> i almost puked that really does man i don't know why man if it, it was like if it was spaghetti sauce and they were dipping their fingers in spaghetti sauce and no that other, would that's... still gross me out food play is not cool <laughs> <laughs> to me, I, I I don't judge anybody Ice else. Cream, it doesn't matter the food. It's just no, the, no. Don't lick shit off of other people's fingers. It's just not sanitary, motherfucker. Or other body parts. Yeah, anything. Just put your food in a bowl, eat it, and then go to the bedroom and fuck. But don't do the same two together. Or if you're going to, just don't make me watch. Note to self, find <laughs> movies with more food play. Uh, hold on. Because <laughs> just talking about it makes me feel fucking gross. I got you. I got you. I got to know how to make him feel better here. Yeah. Rip yeah. the baby out of the womb of the mother. Feel better now? No. <laughs> don't throw up. So anyway, then as they lay on the couch together, she states that she likes him, but she wants to take things slow. And he can sleep out on the couch. She'll sleep in her room. He decides to go and he starts cleaning up the kitchen from dinner. Dinner, and he finds the knife from his nightmare. Uh, why yeah. is that in the kitchen? No one knows. Well, I mean, later on you find out why, but yeah. as of right now, you wouldn't know. But he kind of freaks, and he—it is the—it's it's, very much the sur- the survival.
Marvel knife from Rambo. Yeah. It's the same Gil Hibben design. Yes. I think it even has the goddamn compass in the fucking handle. Probably, yeah. Uh, as he stumbles his way to the shower, he busts in on her. She turns around. She's naked. Thank you, movie. Uh, and she states what took him so long. We need to talk about her nudity specifically. Let me just get through this part, and then we are definitely going to talk about her nudity specifically. <laughs> um, she states uh, what took him so long. He said he thought he wanted to take it slow. She said she lied. And they start to fuck. Now, now you, we can talk about her nudity. At the very tender age that I saw this at. Yeah. Uh, I was set up for an unrealistic expectation of nipples. Yeah, right. I mean, her nipples are something else, man. They stand out like the bottle cap on like a two liter. Yeah. Uh, no, I watching this film and um, seeing like, you know, you, you kind of get glimpses of boobs and stuff like that when you're younger. But like a 10 or 11 ish when this came out, because I think it went direct mm-hmm. to cable. Yeah. Especially this sex scene. It's long and like it's centered on her tits mostly yes yeah. now there's portions of it that did get cut down like um where she goes down to like perform oral on him while he's still mostly clothed in the shower yeah and then like there's some fucking in the shower where she's like he's laying down and she's on top of him um that scene where like her like super big nipples are just like kind of sticking out and like rubbing across him they really focused in on her shoving her tits in his mouth yeah or um rubbing her nipples across his chest in the cable version that got cut down anything with his mouth going near her nipples was removed well of course altogether yeah uh anything with her rubbing her nipples on his face was removed but like her rubbing them across his chest i remember that being in there and it's just one of those things where like you don't realize that like every boob is going to be a little bit different you know because everybody everybody's yeah. body's a little bit different yeah so i automatically was like where the hell do women hide those things Ooh, gotta collect them all man i guess i just yeah. I, like as a kid i was like what the fuck <laughs> they, they all look like that <laughs> now to go away from her nipples a bit but not too much can i ask a question yes what was with the fucking marbles man okay are you do you if you have a real answer here i'm 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 all ears because at this point i watched the movie with headphones on did you yes okay so the marbles were like cool and smooth glass uh-huh he dumped them on her body and it was like this erotic play thing it's almost supposed into. to be like ice yeah probably and when i first saw the film i thought that was a bunch of ice i thought he dumped a bunch oh, of ice see, on her. i knew it was marbles i was like yeah I, well I was it was fuzzy porn when I saw it, and uh, you saw a very restored version yeah. of this. So. I figured it was because it was probably all cold and glass, so it made everything... But I was like, Hang this on. is fucking weird. Hang on. He dumped it across her body. She was yeah. really getting into it. And then he disappears and you still hear glass going over top of body parts. Oh, man. I think he was... He's putting some in the butthole? I, I don't know if it was that. I <laughs> think he was actually taking the pieces of glass, marbles and yeah. such, and either inserting them into her or doing some sexual play with them with her and her vagina. I gotcha. Possibly maybe in the butt, too. Yeah. I don't know. But it was a setup for that where she was getting the marbles poured over her and then he was using them to caress her body and massage her and do various things like that. So it was just like some erotic play that they were doing. Oh, well, that's nice for them. I honestly don't see the draw that that would be like uh, the thing that she would be into that I, would be yeah. erotic. Listen, but yeah. then when he started like rubbing the glass together and I was like hearing the glass clinking <laughs> as it was touching her nether regions, yeah. I'm like, what if one of those chips, man, that's going to be really uh, that, bad. Oh, yeah, that could be dangerous. I was like, do you even know how smooth that glass is? What if it's got like a seam that you're not aware of, like slice, you Oof. know? 
I was just like, I was just kind of like wondering about that. And I'm like, even just for the poor actress that's sitting there while that stuff's being rubbed over her. Yeah. You know, I'm like, are you sure all this glass is safe? Um, What the fuck? But then I guess people use glass for their various sexual toys as well. Glass dildos and shit. Yeah. That's like a, that's a thing that people are really into. It's a thing. So I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is, man. Yeah. But that's basically what it was supposed to be is a type of erotic play. Yeah. And when I first saw this and thinking they were ice cubes, I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty, you know, I, I get that. That's a pretty serious sensation. Yeah. So maybe they were just chilled. Something. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Just cold. Yeah. But that was some eroticism there. The other stuff that got cut out, the 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 playing around with the the glass stuff, that got cut down to where he was obviously using it on her nethers with the glass balls. Yeah. That that got cut out of the R-rated version. Oh, uh, okay. And then when she's on top of him again, and it's like in bed, and like yeah. she's completely nude, and like you can see pretty much her entire of her body and she's Uh. moving around apparently that was just so fucking hot watching her moving around like that and all the stuff that she's doing Uh that entire sequence of her on top had to be cut the missionary sex was fine yeah missionary is fine you can't have a woman empowerment though right the woman once she was on top and she was in control of the sexual situation and she was very clearly like that actress was doing a very good job of making it seem like she wanted to do what she was doing on top of him there yeah and like really into it and apparently that was enough to the MPAA went oh no that's obscene no no women enjoying themselves and taking ownership they they, 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 they don't want that. You don't want me to clip it, do you? I do not want you to clip I got enough, all right? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I had to make a third one just to overflow all the <laughs> Dude, shit I'm I have I'm telling you, me. man, I got enough, all right? My ledger is full. I'm trying to... <sighs> I, got, I got enough after the last four fucking movies we watched, all right? Right, but that's... But, I believe, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's the bulk of the censorship. Oddly enough, they didn't have to cut out any of the violent stuff in the film. No, of course not. It was all her female pleasure or the empowerment yeah. of her being on top or anything like that that had to be trimmed. They'll never cut violence out. Violence is fine. Well, in America, yeah. yeah. In Europe, it's like the complete opposite. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that night, he dreams of her leaving in a helicopter. He wakes up, kind of freaked out, and starts making out with her. The next morning, they are sitting in crisscross tubs, like where he faces one way, she faces the other, and that is our next clip. So, what was that all about last night? Love. Come on, Scott. I'm talking about your sudden urge to kiss me while I was sleeping so nicely. That's all it was, an urge. I'd rather hear the truth. Truth is, I had a strange dream last night. Some guy with a shotgun came into your room and blasted you. Did I bleed? A lot. Good. That means strong emotions. Was it day or night? Does it matter? Sure. Strong emotions, quite subconscious, violence, an unknown man in the dark, threat. Was he French by any chance? He didn't speak. Well, I'm no dream expert, but um, I bet all of those Jean-Jacques horror stories affected you real bad. I never had bad dreams before. That makes you abnormal. I've had horrible dreams until I was 16. Then what happened? I made love for the first time. Oh, that'll do it. 
Yeah. Because that's all you dream about after that. That's it, man. Um, I mean, once you've had an orgasm of any sort or any kind of sexual contact that uh, you enjoyed, that's pretty much all you dream about from there on out until like your hormones settle down and then your crippling anxiety takes over and you're like late 20s. That was oddly specific, but all right. Uh, well, I'm speaking from personal experience. There you go. Uh, she jumps in the pool and he sees her in there and it looks just like one of his dreams, almost just a, a carbon copy. Yeah, it's that same solarized filter. Yeah, he jumps in the pool and she pretty much holds him down underwater and he starts losing it and then she kisses him. As they come up, he's embracing her and he tells her he loves her and then she gets out of the pool and storms away. He so they have this breath play thing that's an ongoing thing in the film. Yeah. Where like she was trying to turn him on with kissing and it kind of worked where uh-huh. she's like she's pushing him under the water to keep him from being able to breathe and then Shannon Tweed's character comes after being strangled. Yeah. So I think Nico uh, is trying to tell us a little something about his own proclivities. Yeah, kind of like how Quentin Tarantino has feet and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. And it's not more about has feet is really obsessed with feet. We've been in over that a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he catches up to her and that is our next clip. There's no way you can love someone in such a short time. Okay. Wrong choice of words. How about this? I think I'm falling in love with you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. How do you know? I know me. Look, we're two consenting adults having some fun, that's all. If I offended you, I'm sorry. I withdraw everything I said. From now on, I'll just keep my mouth shut and my feelings to myself. I know me, Court, all right? <laughs> that's what I was really on to. I'm like, wow. Uh, anyway, so she gets a phone call. As she hangs up, he states he wants to ask, but he will but he knows better than to. And she kisses him, and uh, they're happy. Uh, that night, they dance. And uh, she says one thing she will never talk about is feelings with him. She doesn't ever want to discuss their feelings. So she's just kind of looking. She's just kind of looking for what sounds like a good time. A good time guy. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the the way that this is set up, she says that the last husband that she had, she was just sexually attached to. Yeah. So she's trying to be like where she's not going to fall in love. And this is just sort of like a temporary it's, sexual affair fun mm-hmm. thing for her. Yeah. And it seems like this is the sort of thing that, you know, this is just what she wants to do. She just doesn't want to be tied down to a man. Well, especially if her husband or ex-husband now has is so controlling, she still has to kind of hide from it. Right. So she can't obviously have any like serious yeah. relationships or anything like that and it's a really bizarre wordplay that they're trying to do here but at the same time you kind of get what's going on and you could kind of see at this point everything that's being telegraphed on how it's going to end her her feelings right now are pretty much what every guy's looking for who's on tinder or grinder <laughs> or grinder just not from a her yeah usually yeah yeah, yeah. but anyway i uh, mean most people on dating apps her feelings are what most people on dating apps are looking for anyway. y- yeah right uh we get more boning and uh, thanks movie and then he starts choking her as he's doing more live dreaming uh, he's able to snap too and runs to the sink and throws he's up he's not just choking her he's not they're fucking yeah. and he starts choking her and he's still pumping while yeah. he's choking her Uh huh. and if Shannon Tweed was any if she was any there, indication like this would be the thing that Shannon Tweed's character Shannon would be Tweed like, really into would probably sploosh all over the place right we're talking like yeah. the tide of yen would flow yeah like, exactly Crazy. Yeah. But this particular character, when he's strangling her, because it's part of the dream sequence. She's not into it. No. 
Yeah. But from what I had seen before, I was like, oh, I get it. He's trying to use his move that the other girl was like into. No, he. And now he feels bad about it. No, like, he's having a waking dream. This is me as a kid. Obviously, oh, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. But as an adult, I'm like, yeah. okay, so it's the yeah. waking dream thing. But essentially, the sex turns extremely violent and it turns into like a sexual assault. And the movie doesn't even deal with that. No, not at all. He, uh, after he vomits because he snaps too, he sits outside. Uh, they talk and she wants him to come back to bed, but he says, he's going to go sleep in the den because he doesn't want to sleep around her because he doesn't want to hurt her. So... Right? Like, dude, get the fuck out of the house. Get yeah. away from her. Yeah, he this talks, is the only person you're having visions of killing. Why are you fucking her? He talks about that later. But anyway, uh, the next morning uh, she uh, he goes to he cooks and brings her breakfast, but she's gone. He uh, runs about the house kind of looking for her and then turns around and she's just standing there. Uh, she's already dressed ready for the day, so she has to go to work. He rides with her on the motorbike but then flags down a cab while on the bike and gets in. And then he tells the cab to follow her. Uh, they follow her to a house which has that black BMW in the driveway and she enters the house. Later on that night, uh, she's having a party at this house that she's at. Um, and uh, Shannon Tweed is also there. So, hey, it's nice to see Shannon Tweed again. <laughs> they all talk in our next clip. Well, well. My God, it's a small world. Alina? Oh, this is Kimberly. Hi, great place you've got. Thank you. If you don't mind my saying so, you're beautiful. Thanks again. It's the makeup. Scott, I've got to mingle. Why don't you keep Lena company? Excuse me. Oh, she invite you? Oh, not personally. Kind of a friend of a friend of a friend. You know how parties are. <laughs> Any chance you're remembering the name of this mysterious friend? Well, let's see. I've had three drinks. Give me another half hour, I can come up with all the names you want. <laughs> see your new flame. Well, I'm afraid it's gone way beyond that. Ooh. I hate to admit it, but you make a great-looking couple. Hey, Lena, you're a hell of a girl. You know that? Don't worry, Scott. I don't talk. Why don't you let me help you to bed? Bed? Hell no. Party's just heating up. Come on, Scott. You need a good night's sleep. Right. Like all the good night's sleep I've had lately. Hey. Please, Scott. I bruise easily. Bruise easy? Get off your princess cloud, Kim. I'm trying to spill my guts here. Some lies, my love. The first time I saw your face, it wasn't on any t-shirt. It wasn't a nightmare. I was trying to strangle you to death. And, uh... I told you you had an interesting face. face is not interesting, Kim. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't... Stop this. If I, if I do, I might not have the guts to finish what I have to say. Then don't finish. I don't want to hear it. You gotta hear it. Why? Because I dream every night that I'm killing you. 
beginning was just a nightmare. But can't you see it? It's come true. I mean, I'm here in the same house. I'm scared I'm gonna hurt you. Christ, I can't even protect you from myself. But because I love you so much and because I'm such a fucking coward, I can't just walk away. Secrets too. Black BMW. House in the hills. And I got a feeling you're more scared than me. What are your nightmares, Kimberly? Wanting to tell you that I love you, but being terrified to say it. Losing you when I want you more than anything in this world. Pretending not to be jealous when I see you with another woman. I have lots of nightmares, Scott. You don't want to know about them. Because you're part of them, and it hurts. I was looking for an aspirin yesterday, and I found this in one of your drawers. I live alone here. I have to. I know. I want you to do me a favor. Put it under your pillow. And if I ever try to hurt you again, shoot me. Oof. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, the acting, the direction, the score, everything that they're trying to do here. E, you took way too much time to establish the same point. Yeah. She is actually falling for him. He is so deeply in love with her vagina. Yeah. He can't get enough of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, he's fucking hooked. Like, he is addicted. Yes. Like, she could ask him for his bank account information, and it's all hers hooked. Yes. I mean, like, this guy two steps away from wanting to marry her. This guy would change religions for her. Or worse. Or worse. This guy would join Scientology for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or worse. Like, he'd go Mormon for her. Oh, that's that's almost worse than Scientology. <laughs> there you go. He'd almost go Mormon. He'd go on a mission for her. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. The, the way that they deliver it, I mean, you could very easily just have this dialogue where he basically says, he could even say the cheesy line about how she's so beautiful or whatever is that like he doesn't just obsess with her face or whatever the fucking is that she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen but like he should confront her with I can't help how I feel or whatever it is there should be some kind of dialogue where he talks about how he feels yeah and then her being pulling away like she was doing and then all of that kind of stuff but like it's basically because she's uncomfortable with how she's starting to feel for him yeah you know like we've seen this a million times in these kind of erotic thrillers of course you know like they're going the mysterious woman the guy trying to realize it they're both like it's it's Chris Isaac time. No, I don't want to fall in love with you. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they're doing here. You know, you even got the same hot lady running around, like, mostly naked. Yeah. Covered in sand. Just begging to be strangled all night. Wait, what? Whoa, whoa, wait, what? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a Freudian slip. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought I lost you there for a second. You back? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, But, you know, like, basically what he's trying to say is, I want to cho- 
choke you to death all night. And she's like, I want to be choked to death all night. Yeah. That's what they're trying to say to each other. So they should just get wait, to the point and say that. Wait, what? Nothing. We're good. No, no, wait, what? They're in love. Okay. Yeah. That's oh. what they're trying to say. Oh, all right. Like, he wants to choke her to death all night and she wants to be choked to death all night by him. They're in love. Wait, okay. You know what? I'm just going to move on. I, I think I think if I go any deeper here, I'm not going to come out. So. <laughs> right. They're in love. Go ahead. Okay. I stared into the abyss and stared back and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and clock out. Uh, <laughs> the abyss called. It's tired of you staring at it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she looks up from him and looks into a camera that's filming them. The next morning, he's pretty hungover, but she uh, heads out to go to work. He goes looking around the house and uh, and then starts calling pricing plane banners for to say how much he loves her. Yeah, this was uh, weird. Yeah. And then he starts watching laser discs. I'm assuming they're laser discs. They can't be DVDs yet. They were giant. They were giant. They were about the size of a record. Yeah. And they looked like a CD or a DVD. So it's a laser disc. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There was also video discs, but video discs were actual like records where they had a groove that had the video signal built into it that you read off with a needle. Huh. So this would have to be, given the size of the house and how extravagant the whole thing is. Yeah. It's a laser disc. So anyway, he watches laser discs and there's some different like shows on there he's watching. And then one of them. Coincidentally, he is watching, I believe, other Mascaros films. Oh, is he? Yes. Nice. Yeah. And then one of them ends up being his nightmare murders. They're there on this disc. He calls the office uh, looking for her, and he, he, she's not there, but he gets the address. He parks outside the building, and he finds her as she's walking in and drags her to a secluded area, and that is actually our next clip. Here we are. Lover's Lane. All's quiet. Nobody can hear you. Please talk. You're crazy. Totally insane. No, not quite yet. Pretty close, but not quite yet. Ta-da! New in your neighborhood video store, Nightmare in Scott's Mind. Why are you telling me this? Because, dear one, this disc has my nightmare on it. No, let me rephrase that. This disc is my nightmare. Frame by stinking frame. And guess where I found it? In your house. In your screening room. Now, ain't that a coincidence? No, it's not. I took it out of the vault and put it there myself. This is some kind of game, isn't it? <laughs> some sick mind fuck. And you're part of it. try to hurt you again shoot me it's not a game it's an experiment and we're both part of it but it went too far i had to stop it for your sake for mine well it's nice to know i'm not going nuts <sighs> now i'd like to know who's behind it you should be talking to ken strom i intend to where do i find him you never make it alone. You need me. Like a hole in the head. Use me as a hostage. Ken won't touch her as long as he thinks I'm in danger. Why should he care? He's my lover. Man, old boy. This is your pal Scott Bruin. Listen, asshole, I got your girlfriend right here. And I got a gun pointed on her pretty head. She and I are going to pay a visit soon. Clear some old bills, you know what I mean? No, let them through. 
Make sure your men stay out of their way. Yes, I'll be fine. Good evening, Ken. Oh, don't get up. We're all family here. No need to get hung up on formalities. You won't use that. No, I won't. But my finger has a mind of its own. What do you want? Even trade. Your girlfriend for my sanity. Let her go. Then you can have what you want. Including your life? Remember, Ken, I'm out of control. A homicidal lunatic. I'm your product, Ken. And I'll bet you're real proud of what I've become. But tell me something. Right now, deep down inside, Aren't you just a little bit scared? I'm going to let you in on a little secret, friend. You're involved in a rather unethical, yet crucial experiment. Broad beyond any imagination. One that will alter the face of the world. True. We did use you in a very cruel and inhuman manner, but there was no other way. I just love a man who's ridden by guilt. Why me? Because of all the good things you are. Your psychological profile. Perfect. No emotional attachments. And an accident. You stayed five weeks in intensive care. We obtained access to your brain. CAT scans, EEGs, every chart and bit of information available, including the rather tempting fact that you had four broken teeth that needed replacement. The ideal guinea pig. You are the first recipient of a micro-receiver, small enough to be implanted in a tooth, yet potent enough to receive directly through your brain high-frequency, high-definition television transmissions. See? No more hallucinations. You trust me, I trust you. True. We did some things that might seem ethically wrong, but it's worth a lot of money. And we had a colossal Japanese investment fall right into our laps with proof that it works. Mind-altering technology has been the dream of many principled people, let alone governments. Sometimes we must sacrifice our own emotions to the life of the venture. I paid a high price myself. Kimberly is precious to me. Me too. She's a great lay. I assume by now that you've figured out the rest of the story. The guy on the bicycle, Dr. Freeberg, Rudy, Mrs. Sean, they all work for us. And all the other minor characters and the props like the mysterious black BMW and the rented house in Malibu. Now that you understand the scale and the importance of this project, take ordinary people, make them killers, take those born violent, make them good, now that you understand the meaning of real power, let me suggest your options. Worst case scenario, you shoot me. My men storm the room, they shoot you. And Kimberly. Best case scenario, you get back your discs, we give you a decent check for your troubles, and we put this thing to bed. You're so intelligent and eloquent, Ken. How could anyone resist such a rational approach? Tell you what, let me give you my best case, worst case scenario and see where that takes us. Best case scenario, 
I walk out of here with Kimberly. I get to keep her. I go public. You go through some heavy shit with some lawyers and spend a few years in the pen. Worst case scenario, I shoot Kimberly, I shoot you, boom, it's a wrap. You wouldn't kill her. I will, Ken. It's like you said, sometimes we have to sacrifice our own emotions for the sake of the venture. And if I can't have her, I really don't care if she's dead. Well, it's been nice socializing, but I got a dentist appointment. You tell your goons they make one wrong move and no more Kimberly. Oh, and Ken, I'm not the crazy one here. It's you. You are the sickest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. Wherever you go, I'll be there. And Kimberly, be careful. Remember, I love you very much. Don't forget that. The entire length of the goddamn movie later. Ah, that's good info, though. So he's been part of a psyop. He sort of, um, he's been part of an illegal operation that put tech in his brain to control him. Yeah, or at least make him see things. Run by the goddamn Beastmaster, apparently. Yeah, Beastmaster, dude. What's up, man? Why are you getting, being such an asshole? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the alien creatures from V finally got to him. He yeah. wasn't able to fight them all <laughs> off with the fucking star child that saved the world from being being half alien, half human, which Fuck is it. like every it's single just, fucking alien invasion movie or TV series that ends m- with a half human, half alien that is their savior. We're just melding this guy's entire catalog together. Well, I mean, there's that, and then there's like some kind of soap opera he was on for like 80 fucking years. Well, I think he, he's still on that soap opera, actually. <laughs> anyway, and also that was the most like fucking late 80s, early 90s room ever. It hit a wall of like tube TVs they just watched. Yeah, that were all gang synced together so that he could have one giant image projected across all the TVs. Yeah. But you're not supposed to see the giant black bars in between each individual TV that is its casing. Yeah, right. They didn't bother to restack them in such a way and remove that to try and minimize that. Yeah. They're not like Trinitrons where they actually like link them all together. They just made a fake version of that. Pretty much. TV. Yeah. He picks up the phone and pretty much puts out a hit on both of them. Uh, we get a good little, well, not a good, we get a little chase scene. And, yeah, uh, it's not good, but it's certainly yeah. a little chase scene. As they're driving the guys, uh, the bad guy sends signals to his brains. However, uh, as it looks like they're going to catch up, the van actually crashes, and the two dudes head, the dude headbutts his machine, turning it off, so he's fine. Uh, they head back to the house to get all the information about the project that's in the vault. Uh, as they get into the house, uh, we see Hitman show up in early '90s fashion. They're in suits, sunglasses, and have lasers on their guns. Yeah, laser sights. Because yeah. laser sights was a huge early '90s thing. Well, late '80s. But yeah, they became more prominent in the 90s when they became cheaper. Uh, This very much is a prototype for all of these quote-unquote erotic thrillers. There's so much of this like gaslighting plot line, but in this case, the gaslighting is actually the the, the killer's not inside your house and already on your phone. The calls aren't coming from inside the house, but the hallucinations are coming from the tech implanted in your brain from your motorcycle accident care. Yeah. Which is a really weird idea. Yeah. It just feels really just kind of jammed in there to kind of of giving excuses to why he's having these nightmare visions. It's, yeah, it's all in your teeth. Um, <laughs> Sort of. Yeah. So anyway, as they get some more bullets uh, for the little gun he has, and um, they uh, get uh, start getting to the safe as he's kind of getting stuff out of there, she injects him with a serum. He wakes up to a helicopter landing, much like his one dream uh, after they boned. Yeah. Uh, Kim walks out, and it leads to our final clip. Why? Because it had to be like this. 
Because sooner or later he would claim what's his. You and I would never have any peace, no matter how far we ran or where we hid. Because I am a bad dream, and I betrayed you. And you would never forget that. Because he promised that this way you'd be safe. Because... Take good care of her. I love you, Kim. We always love what we don't have, or can't have. Goodbye, my love. Bullshit. <laughs> they fly away. Um, the next day, he stares out into the ocean with the bike right next to him in the backyard. Uh, then he sees the plane flying with the banner he bought saying, I love you, Kim. Uh, roll credits. Yeah, the most interesting stuff about this for me is the sex scene that I watched at far too young of an age, and I only caught just the sex scene portion of it. Yeah. Like, I I saw him banging Shannon Tweet, so that's where about where I came in, and mm-hmm. then it's, it's cut down, and I think it's significantly shorter. Yeah. Um, they cut out quite a bit of some of the other stuff that's, like, really drags in this movie. In that version, I have it somewhere on DVD, but, like, the sex scenes got restored, but other parts of the story didn't. <laughs> nice. It wasn't until Vinegar Syndrome came along and put this out, uh, restoring it lovingly, and it looks gorgeous. It yeah. looks incredible. It sounds amazing. It just so happens that the quality of production for acting and dialogue and all of that kind of stuff wasn't there. Yeah. It's like high school play level of acting from a lot of this. And our veteran actors that should be doing a really good job, you can tell they're just reading the lines off the cue card to get the fuck out of here. Yes. Like even Mark Singer, who, you know, usually does a relatively decent job, even if he's in turkeys, <laughs> doesn't seem like he's really trying. And even yeah. Tibby Hedren is just like, what the fuck? am I doing well, the whole time? What they could say, much like most erotic thrillers that were on Cinemax or something, the actual idea for the story's good, it's just the execution, execution from top to bottom isn't there. Yeah, and like, I mean... This is an interesting concept for a movie, Yeah, just not done well. <laughs> well, it's focusing very strongly on all the sexual portions of the film as an erotic thriller yeah. would have done in this time frame for the 90s, mm-hmm. and the rest of the story is literally just a frame device to wrap around the shots of amazing tits and nipples you want to chew on clip but yes i mean yes we're looking for titties but we want those titties wrapped in a heavy plot we, we want, got some heavy plot but we want a good plot too. yeah well okay this was good plot it was just poorly executed i don't know like, i liked the plot of the movie i just wasn't executed well yeah. i really did i was like what you're witnessing is my warm and fuzzy memories of this movie being destroyed from watching it as an adult oh uh, yeah you hate that and I, I hate to have that happen to me and i'm being i will admit i'm being overly critical of this film yeah because what i remembered it being and what it actually turned out to be and i've been purposely like i watched the dvd quite a few years ago and i remember being relatively disappointed in even that cut version i'm like yeah. okay this isn't what i remembered but i let that kind of fade and i'm like okay i'm gonna watch it again i got this new cut we're gonna check it out we're gonna see what it's like we're gonna do it for the show and i sit down with the critical eye and i'm like holy crap just let down after let down after let down and like even your clips i'm like i don't want to fucking sit here and listen to seven minutes of this fucking movie like i'm a, just i was just so disappointed i know in all of it. usually i don't have long clips but man th- th- this movie did weird dialogue with inform- important information was stretched across yeah all of your plot should not be expository dialogue your character should not be telling us every single thing yeah i mean you that need to was, show us some of that it. was part of the hard part about doing these clips is yeah. like i'd cut it loose i'd cut it down like in my notes even like i go okay because the way i do it is i watch the movie write down where i think the clip should be and then i go and get the clips and i was listening and so then sometimes y'all be like okay i think right here and then after it was like a couple seconds of silence 
than some other important dialogue. You'd be like, oh, okay. And that happens sometimes where I'll scratch it out. And one of these ones was like, scratch out another number, scratch out another number, because they kept doing things. I'm like, so I could have a shorter clip, so it would just been more clips. And then I would be like, and after one clip was done, it'd be like, and then they go into a car, and that's going to be our next clip. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it just you like. You could have condensed a lot of the stuff down, just listen to what they said, and then like just made a quick note, and we could have been out of this in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Because, I mean, the story is not that no. hard to follow. You, I mean, we were really stretching Dude had up. a motorcycle accident. Fucking Beastmaster put shit in his head to control his mind and his thoughts and to give him visions with some kind of weird electronic device because he's this tech billionaire or something. He also hires the girl who is like his sometime lover to fuck with this guy's head. Yes. And they end up fucking. They kind of fall in love. She feels guilty, turns on the boyfriend. The boyfriend's not going to have any of that because turns out the controlling husband she was lying about is actually the boyfriend. Yeah. And they go through this whole rigmarole. He fights. He gets her free. But, oh, no, in the end, she's sacrificing their love to save his life. Yeah. That's the whole fucking movie. We don't need this whole giant dialogue diatribe that we had there. I agree. Like, it's just, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. But it was there. Yeah. And we reviewed it. And now it's done. I think it's Adrian Sachs, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. I might be pronouncing that wrong. But the actress who is the main female protagonist in this film. Yeah. I was fixated on her for like ever and I kept trying to find other movies that she was in and I would notice her in like the background of certain things. Mm -hmm. Like she wasn't really in a lot of movies but apparently what a lot of folks would recognize her from, she was the model for many and I mean many romance novels. Oh really? So it's like her and Fabio. I would not be surprised if her and Fabio didn't pose a lot Mm -hmm. for romance So she does have an interesting look for a fashion photographer. Well for you know the cover of a you know she has a very striking beautiful face and very sleek lines to her body and I mean she is an amazing looking woman yeah and all aspects of everything you could possibly look at so it would make sense that she would get put on the cover of romance novels yeah I mean like more sense than Fabio I'd never still don't get Fabio but like no. people are into that so but it expects- it's a thing Especially yeah. the early 90s, Fabio, because long hair on dudes was really, really in. I guess. That, that kind of long hair know. that he had, so. Yeah, uh, I'm done fucking talking about this fucking movie. Let's right. move on. We're going to do the fucking PSYOP news. Here's a promo that may get cut out because I think they use music that's copywritten. Uh-oh. Gotta, but, gotta, get, gotta lock that up, fellas. Love you guys anyway. Throughout the history of the horror genre, there have been those that say horror is for the weak-minded. We here at the Little Pot of Horrors do not take kindly to such derisive inference. We are the bastions of tact, good taste, and highbrow horror discussion. Look no further discerning listener, for here, the world of modern horror is discussed with reverence, respect, and similitude of decorum. Stop being such a bitch! Hey everybody, this is Tim Dorn and you are listening to The Little Pod of Horrors. Even the people who hate horror love to talk about horror because they love to talk about how much they don't like horror. I don't know. Do you want me to Google horror movie Ghost in the Attic? Hi, I'm Nacho Vigalondo, director of Time Crimes and Open Windows. And you know what? I'm listening to The Little Pod of Horrors. Seriously though, join us for festival reviews, interviews and guest spots from fellow beloved broadcasters. <laughs> See, I told you I'd <laughs> up. My name is Gareth Evans. You're listening to The Little Pot of Horrors. By sexualized horror, do you mean torture? No. <laughs> no, exactly. I've got to bleep that now. <laughs> 
Hello, this is number one New York Times bestselling horror author Scott Sigler, and you are listening to The Little Pod of Horrors, which does for podcasting what Chucky does for daycare. The Little Pod of Horrors. The best idea since premarital sex on Halloween. Come find us if you dare. when Kenny G could be a sex symbol because he blew on a fucking saxophone. Yeah, man, what a shitty time to be alive. Um, as opposed to now where it's so much fucking better. Still a shitty time to be alive. It's always a shitty time to be alive except for when you give me some sorrows. Well, we got a few. Um, uh, maybe I'll go with this one here. Uh, this one comes from Robert Ward. <laughs> Our source for news. Our source for news. I uh, should just ask Robert to start recording the news uh, segments I think for so, us. man. It would be great. Uh, <laughs> marijuana may have caused 12-hour erection, doctors say. Um, okay. Interesting yeah. side effect. Yeah. Tell, so. me, tell me more about this uh, priapism. Is that what it's called? Priapism, yeah. yeah. Um, clinic uh, 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 oh, physicians in a recently published case study have concluded that cannabis was the likely culprit behind a 32-year-old man's persistent painful erections. Oh, painful? No one wants that. Yeah, no, Jesus. I have a raging erection. Yeah, it's not painful, though. Um, It's a it's rare... It's the erection that counts. Bo has a good point there. Yes. Uh, you, it's, it's a rare and curious example of marijuana being associated with what's known in medical jargon as propriasm. If you want a fear boner... Because you'll be afraid of how bad it hurts. Yeah, I have the er- most confused erection right now. Uh, an erection lasting more than four hours that's not related to sexual activity. I mean, I've had one that's lasted for four or more hours, but it was related to sexual activity. Yeah, so I guess that's not proprietism. No. Yeah. No. Well, this the, this can have serious consequences, the report notes, including damage to the penile tissue. Ooh, with, that's not good. With notable destruction obvious at 12 hours. I've had seven dicks inside of me. And over 90% of those remaining erect for 24 hours losing sexual function. My Fuck. dick and balls are worth a lot more than $60. Okay, so if and the you... the effects could be permanent. Okay, so if you are having huge erections that are happening because of marijuana use, maybe it's time to put the ganja down. Yeah, it's probably time to put the ganja down, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the patient in the case study published this month in the Journal of Cannabis Research had been previously treated at the hospital for an erection lasting 12 hours. Circle jerk! Is that how they treated him? Circle jerk! Yeah, probably. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Yeah, we are. And marijuana. <laughs> marijuana and uh, satan's cock well not well, quite that christopher it's, it's not, we don't know if it's satan's cock i mean it would make sense that if it's lasting more than 12 hours it would be of the devil yes uh in a second incident described in the report he 
arrived at the emergency department with an erection that had persisted for six hours. He must have an incredibly long penis. I don't see how that's valid to know right now. Yeah, he told doctors that he'd been smoking marijuana several nights a week for the past six months. And during that period, experienced four or more episodes of a persistent erection lasting close to four hours. It's the erection that counts. In each case, he had smoked within a two-hour period before the erection began. Jesus Christ. It always comes back to dick. It really does. Yeah. Uh, the case study authors, a team at uh, Coliseum Medical Centers in Georgia, call it the first known case of cannabis-associated proprietism in a patient where all other known causes of proprietism had been excluded. All kinds of things you don't want on your dick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cannabis doesn't appear often in published case studies involving unwanted erections. I mean, I like dick. We, we know. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Uh, it always comes back to dick. It does. We know. Uh, Want to hop on some dick after that? <laughs> 12-hour erection? Yeah, oh. I don't think so. Uh, when it does, Your it's... Your cum will probably taste better. After a 12-hour erection? I don't know about that. I think <laughs> the only thing you're going to really get is... Blood jizz. Thank probably, you, Jeffrey. Yeah, thank Jeffrey you. Jeffrey beat me to it. Thank you. Thanks, X. Uh, when it does, and often in cases where the erections have other more likely causes, the Countdown team conducted a literature review It was only able to identify four distinct cases of cannabis using coinciding with propriousness. Always looking for Wang. The report says none of which were convincingly able to prove cannabis was the sole cause. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Two of the past cases of all patients with sickle cell disease, a leading cause of propriosum, and another showed concurrent use of MDMA or ecstasy. I can see where anything that may trigger weird hormonal reactions could cause that. And I know that that's a side effect of like uh, the little blue pill and all of that stuff that like, yeah. the older men take, you know, where it'll, it'll stick around for a while. But yeah. I've never heard that weed would cause that for anybody. Yeah, right. And you know that somebody out there listening to this episode right now is like on their phone calling a dealer asking for the 12-hour fucking <laughs> erection weed. <laughs> They're like, we need that 12-hour erection weed. And what we need is 12-hour erection weed memes. Yes, we need many but memes. But don't get zooked. Don't get zooked. <laughs> but give us some of those high-quality 12-hour erection weed erections yeah. memes. <laughs> well, we want the weed for the 12-hour erections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we want the memes about it. Yes, all but that. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just call it quits. Yeah, and uh, by the way, they never know how this guy ended up. Uh, they referred him to a urologist, and the follow-ups were lost. So we don't know how this guy ended up. Uh, well, you know, we'll we'll find out more about your medical history later, Matt, I suppose. All right. <laughs> And on that, we're going to play the ending Legion promo. We'll have a little bit more music that is befitting of erotic thrillers from the 90s, like in the cold of the night. And when we come back, we will close out this not very sexy show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cat, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, 
Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. If I were to tell you flat out that I took the music right out of the movie, yeah, I would have believed. You. I believe you. It would be I would. like it, it would, would be exactly just like yeah. yeah. It's exactly the same as that kind that, of stuff. That, that was one that I, I forgot to put at the end of the movie where notes were talking. Fuck how much that fucking saxophone annoyed me by the end. Every <laughs> cutscene went to a loud saxophone. Yeah, very sexy saxophone. Yeah, it wasn't sexy by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the opposite of sexy. It was the opposite of sexy. It's like <laughs> nails on a fucking chalkboard. It's like Fran Dresser's voice as she climaxes. Oh wait, that is sexy. That is sexy. I was about to say, what are you talking about? If you'd like to learn a little bit more about our own Fran Drescher obsessions going on in the CinePsyops <laughs> lab, <laughs> legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. That is our landing and launching page where all of our previous 237 episodes are currently available until things change and the man comes down on us and we have to remove some of that because of copyright issues with music. Damn the man. But we are going to be putting that behind uh, like a paywall or something along those lines and archiving them. It's just basically when I'm not lazy and I get around to doing it and or we start getting dinged, I'll just start pulling them off and we'll go from there. There you go. You can also join our Facebook group where we expect many tasty memes about in the cold of the night and 12-hour erection causing weed. Yes. Yes. We need many tasty-ass fucking memes about this. The tastiest, highest quality of memes. You can also message them to both myself and Matt Psyop, although he probably will not respond and I will. It's Court Psyops there and Matt Psyop on Facebook. Facebook. You can also email those tasty ass fucking memes to us, psyopmat at gmail.com and cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. You can also twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate filled shit fest that knows more about film than you that is Twitter at court underscore psyop and at psyop matt i'm almost ready to drop it i have very few interactions there now on twitter yeah there's just like a handful of folks that i talk to on twitter it's such a fucking hate fuel i mostly just go directly to my dms for some folks
folks that are talking to yeah. me there and that's it. Yeah. You know, where I really like to hang out and have fun is Instagram. You're joining the young kids with the Instagram. There are so many photos of ladies' asses and thongs there, Matt. Yeah. I mean, I, you're not wrong. There's so many videos of women tearing their yoga pants to let their booties fall out and then hop up and down there. Instagram is like the best. It's, that's a new fetish right there. That <laughs> I mean, I didn't know about it until like 20 minutes ago when I was looking at that when we were doing the review, and now it's a thing that I need to see a lot of. It's a thing. Yeah, totally is. Thank you, David. Wait, where, where is that? Let me see. <laughs> you, the, easiest way, the easiest way to do that, Matt, is to get on Instagram and yeah. follow cinema underscore psyops, and then you can look at all the lovely ladies that I've been following. All right. And those various Instagram models, and thank you so much for your work in making my day brighter by shaking your ass out of ripped up yoga pants. Thank you, sex workers. You're, we greatly appreciate it. You're doing the work. You're giving me the equivalent of a 12-hour erection from weed. And if you're out there battling your own 12-hour erections from weed, beat the fuck out of that and this week and make it your bitch. black friends <laughs> rip the baby out of the womb of the mother oh god doesn't see when you do anal <laughs> go jerk off in a petri dish <laughs> say don't or do <laughs> you said go no oh, go okay good go jerk off in a petri dish that's that's good that's good because it's super hot you should be able to fuck one time <laughs> Uh, that's a David Tell joke. We could get rammed up for that one. What's with all that asshole cream? What is with all that asshole cream? I have a raging erection. I do. I'm not in shape, but I don't know how to perform an abortion. Fuck, I'm useless. Wait, hold on. Yeah? Did I actually say all that, or is that pieced yeah. together? Yeah. I'm not in shape, and I don't know how to perform an abortion. You said all of that. So, in, in that linear. In that context altogether, yes. That's fucking awesome. I know <laughs> I, how I can, remember. I, I know how I can tell you that you said it without you even arguing about it. Oh. We were talking about Ken Forey's character in Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I believe you, even without having to tell me that. Uh-huh. I just I just think it's awesome that I said that. Okay. That's my fetish. Giggity. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to trim that one because I don't like that giggity shit at the end. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, what else do I have? All blowjobs should be teethy. <laughs> I mean, they're lesbian vampires. Why would they want to put their teeth in man meat? All blowjobs should be teethy. You know that? It's, I mean, <laughs> the first part about that, the, the vampires part, is very true. Dude finally gets hard, so now it's time to plow. <laughs> Why are you coming in public swimming pools? Yeah, why are you coming in public swimming pools? I've been advised not to answer that. <laughs> yeah, that's just the worst hand job ever. No, that was, I mean, it was the worst. Yes, you can't have sex by sticking an erect penis into a vagina. <laughs> I mean, that's a fact. I don't know. Oh my know. God, just fucking incest already. <laughs> We're just trying to prolong the amount of time that happens before we watch this brother and sister fuck. Yeah, oh yeah, my God, just fucking is. incest already. <laughs> I played those together a little bit. I mean, yes, we're looking for titties, but we want those titties wrapped in a heavy plot. <laughs>
You just watched taint and ass as balls wiggled in and out. A baby gets stabbed and I come like that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Prepare your chocolate starfish for my chunky dick snot. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the drug taste is just going to ruin the taste of man meat. <laughs> Put it in the butt. Put it in the butt. Prepare your chocolate starfish for my chunky dick snot. If you oh. want to watch ass and eat popcorn. That one's a, that one's maybe my new favorite. What? The, you're, you're... Prepare your chocolate starfish yeah. for my chunky dick snot. Yeah. That's a trauma line right there. That's it... totally a Lloyd Kaufman thing. Yeah. Uh. All right, enough fucking around. Let's get this show going. Woo! Yeah, so um, I would like to officially apologize to some of my earliest girlfriends for the information that I had from this movie. You never know, though. Maybe they're out there right now getting choked and they love it. Because they're like, Thank they're you. all dead. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Something else happens. They're all dead now. They're, they're all dead now? It has nothing to do with me. All right. It might have a little bit to do with me, but <laughs> I didn't cause their death. A lot of it was accidental. Oh, accidental. A lot of it was drug abuse or alcohol, yes. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, if there's any left alive. Um, the ones that are left alive, I learned that they don't want to be choked. What's wrong specifically with getting pleasure from dreaming about stabbing people? Um, you're not supposed to. I'm not supposed to sexually enjoy harming someone else? Yes, that's right. Uh, that's not true. No, that is very true. If I have their consent, I can stab them and sexually enjoy it. Yeah, but okay, the stabbing part's the problem. Even if they consent and you stab them, that's still assault. No, it's only assault if they file charges. Okay, they'll definitely file charges. No one can take, no one wants to be actually stabbed. <laughs> you don't know the circles I ran in. Well, I'll maybe cut, <laughs> not stab stabbed. Like, All right, whatever. Like, I have a feeling you're talking about stabbing stabbing, like real stabbing. Yeah. Like to the hilt. Sure, why not? See, that's going to cause death. Not necessarily. To the hilt? Yeah. Dude, you're going to puncture something. Well, it depends upon where you put the knife to the hilt, doesn't it? All right. No, we're not getting into this. See, it's <laughs> fucking, it's bad, okay? <laughs> you should feel bad. So I'm just wallowing your badness. Wow, don't kink shame me for I having a stabbing fucking, fetish. Yes, I'm going to kink shame you for the stabbing fetish, okay? Clip. Clip. <laughs> I'm doing it in the middle, in the middle of the fucking sentence. I'm like, oh, this is a clip. <laughs> <laughs> fuck just stop it fucking getting tired of doing these movies with you and fucking launching deep down your depravity <laughs> oh we haven't even hit the bottom yet uh, I, I know i know you'll know when we get there listen you'll know I, this is all i'm gonna say uh -huh. i already know we're at the not at the bottom yet and then i'm not even comfortable with getting to the bottom because usually when someone's at the bottom you're like well there's nowhere in here to go from up but i know the bottom of your barrel has the bottom of its own barrel <laughs> so okay. there's even something lower than bottom you got to have a secret hatch in every bottom of the barrel to yeah. get even further into the muck. I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm like, even when we get to the bottom, I'm be like, well, fuck it, that's not even it yet. Anyway, uh, she then drives him, and they drive into a house, much like she drove uh, uh, the, uh, or wait, hold on, fuck that one up, hold on. I'm not going to pizza yeah. shame you. I won't pizza shame people. I'm talking about just me personally. I've done my time eating Hawaiian pizza. And no, thank you. Then I think you might be a communist. But anyway, I uh, so the dude. <laughs> when I was eating it, I may have been. <laughs> and I found out I like to stab people for pleasure. Clip. And that doesn't bother me as much as the fact that you used to eat pizza with pineapple at it. You disgusting asshole. <laughs> 
So you are inadvertently shaming people that are into pineapple pizza now. Yeah, I guess I've I've I've, I've sort of have to now. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> except for the people that actually eat pineapple on pizza, you're not going to apologize to them. Oh, if you actually do, yeah, no, that doesn't bother me at all. That's no big deal to me, man. Uh, just fucking a. Somehow worse than me wanting to stab people for my own pleasure. It is. It is when you do it. <laughs> When you eat pizza with pineapple, it's worse. Your hierarchy of like bad versus really bad is fucked up. It's very unclear. Yes. 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 And it changes constantly. I like to keep everyone, including myself, guessing. I get the idea of like finger sucking being this erotic sexual thing. That that's fine. Although yeah. nowadays I would suggest like bathing in Purell before you do that. But okay, right? Yeah. Then don't go out in public and just avoid people in general. And then even after the whole pandemic, you know, blows over, just and keep get avoiding people. Yeah, just continue to avoid people, make no contact, and have no sexual gratification apart from stabbing people. But wait, no, because that's around people. Right. So yeah, so none. Just fantasize about it now. Yeah, I guess. There you go. I mean, her nipples are something else, man. They stand out like the bottle cap on like a two liter. Yeah. Like they're just like huge. Yeah, man. They're there. Like just, I want to chew on them. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to spread caviar on them and eat <laughs> the caviar off of them. Okay, number one. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't look me dead in the eye and tell me that. Wanna... You look far off away into the, into the outward. Look in my eyes when I say these words. <laughs> yeah. I want to spread caviar on those nipples. Why can't I look away? And I chew on them. You're not even making me look at you and I can't look away. <laughs> it's like a fucking car wreck. I'm just, you're like, I just, I want to chew on them. I'm like, why are you looking at me when you say that? I do. I want to chew on those But nipples. you look far enough in, off in the distance. And They're you not think yours. I want to chew on hers. I know. I'm not saying you want to chew on mine, but I don't want to hear you about wanting to chew on someone's nipples while you're staring, looking me deeply into my soul, okay? And then I want to stab her, man. <laughs> well, I mean, that you have looked deep in my soul and told me that about people before, so I'm fine with her. I mean, <laughs> and people think you're kidding about that. <laughs> no, I, I know me, Court. I know I won't like pineapple and pizza. I know me. <laughs> I know me, Matt. I know I want to chew on that actress's nipples. <laughs> Adrian Sachs is probably I mean, like going to listen to this episode. She's like, oh, it's my favorite movie that I was in or whatever. I don't even know if it is. All of a sudden, she's going to hear my fucking twisted ass. And she'd be like, I don't know who that man is, but he needs to have a restraining order put on him right can, now. Can I tell you something, Court? Yeah. I, I don't have to be you, and I know you want to chew on her nipples. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you look so deeply into my soul when you said it the first time that I believe it. I yeah. felt that. that yeah. I felt it's real for you. Uh, I'm going to have like, to probably cut some of this down. I feel like we're closer now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to cut some of this down because I'm getting a little too dark about this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> See, but now when you mention it, now I have to leave it in because now I have to have context for that. Yeah, well, you mean cut that too. That is actually our next clip. Is this the seven-minute one? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry. This is a lot of info here. It's important. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with you being lazy. That too.
shame you for the stabbing fetish, okay? 